Hey, cake lovers, welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Emerly from Sugar Rush. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more. I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I Send me everything. You know, baking is, it's such a craft. All of your senses are involved. And it's such an expression. And it's cozy. And it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the dessert studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery was awesome because after months of either nothing or small cakes because of coronavirus, we had our first wedding cake, and it was a three-tier. Actually, I shouldn't say our first wedding cake. We had a couple of one-tier wedding cakes, but this was the first one that felt like a wedding wedding cake. And so we were really excited about it, but we were also delivering it to a venue that we delivered a cake last year that didn't go very well. (laughs) So um, last year, in the heat of the summer, we delivered a four-tier wedding cake to the same venue. It was tall, it was huge, it was buttercream, and it was the most stressful delivery you can even imagine. Yes, so this venue is up in the canyon of Utah, but... You drive up the canyon, and then it's almost like another side road up into, like, a separate canyon yeah, almost. Yeah, like and a so, smaller, <laughs> steeper little canyon. Yeah, so it's a super steep road and really narrow, and it's just winding and winding up and up and up, and you feel like it's never going to end. And so my husband had come with us on this delivery um, just for extra hands on this four-tier cake. <laughs> he was sitting in the back seat giving us, like, play-by-plays. It's doing okay. It's all right. Everything's good. The cake looks good. Drive slower. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly the cake wasn't doing good. Yeah. He was like, I think it's slipping a little. I think it might be. I think it might be tipping just a little bit. And then finally he said, I'm putting my hand on the cake. But the way he said it, too, is like, I'm putting my hand on the cake, just like so terrified, as, as were oh. we. We were just like stressing so hard. Bless his heart. I don't know why he had that miserable job, but <laughs> but he did it well. <laughs> so he saved it from completely toppling over, but he definitely did have to put a little hand on it. Yeah. But we did bring a repair kit. So so when we got to the top, we were able to, um, luckily it stayed pretty straight. It yeah. just kind of slipped a little on the board and his hand was obviously a little handprint on it so we were able to repair it and it looked good but unfortunately this gorgeous venue you drive up this canyon then up the second canyon that's super steep and it's scary and then you have something lovely waiting for you yeah so the venue is beautiful I mean it's up so high in the mountains that you have a beautiful view of the mountains below it and so it's a beautiful venue for a cake to be put and and yeah we love it but it is stressful because of the road and then to get even up to where the cake goes you have to walk up these uneven like rock steps that that are narrow <laughs> narrow and steep. and steep yeah so it's definitely a journey to get to this venue but luckily this week's went better than last yes, year yeah so and so we were really <laughs> grateful for that um and I think we learned some lessons through that, too. We, we definitely learned that if it's a cake that's taller than three tiers, we probably want to finish assembly on site because mm-hmm. it was just it was just a big cake for the for the conditions. For sure. Um, 
But we also learned that it's good. Don't ever forget your repair kit. <laughs> yep. Don't ever forget your repair kit. Maybe have extra hands because, I mean, if we wouldn't have had him, I probably could have climbed to the back and maybe saved it. But <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> It, it, it was just really it. stressful. The funny thing is, um, it was it was so pretty. <laughs> Savannah was actually videotaping. <laughs> and so we have the whole exchange with him telling us how it's going and everything as we're driving up on on recording. Yeah. So it's just a beautiful recording. There's like some beautiful trees along the road. And then the audio is the funny part because the audio is where you hear us just stressing hardcore. You hear Praying. my husband like <laughs> losing his mind in the back. I'm like saying bad words while mom is like praying as we go up. <laughs> she actually didn't say really bad words, but but yeah, I, I was like praying out loud, please let us get there. It was it was scary because you know, you're carrying you're carrying someone's wedding cake for the like the biggest day of their life and you don't want to be the cause of major stress for them either. So definitely anyway, but it was good and we're excited for a few weddings to be popping up and it was really fun actually to do a a nice wedding cake looking three-tiered cake so for sure we're definitely excited to get back in the groove of wedding cakes yeah (laughs) all right well today we will be talking to emerly from sugar rush and if you don't know her or you don't follow her you are missing out because she is seriously a jack of all trades you will scroll through her instagram and you will see so many techniques so much talent just all-around talent honestly and so she is definitely a jack of all trades and it's so fun to just watch what she comes up with and watch how she teaches it as well she's definitely a teacher in the sense of just wanting to help people improve and show show her techniques so let's get her on hi emerly welcome to let's talk cake hi thanks for having me on the show absolutely we're so excited if you've seen Emerly's Instagram, you know that Emerly is just as colorful and interesting as her cakes are. So we're really excited to get a chance to know her a little bit better today. So Emerly, we would love to hear a little bit more about how you got started in the cake industry and your background. Okay. Um, so I didn't really grow up doing cakes. I actually took a lot of art classes growing up. Uh, it's something that my mom just like kept signing up, me up for art classes because she thought I was pretty good at it. And that kind of developed on later in life when after high school, actually, she decided that I needed a hobby because I had nothing to do with my time. And uh, so we got a cake decorating kit. It was for my birthday. And I just started teaching myself for the first couple years. And that's when I really fell in love with cakes. It just it took all these different art mediums that I always loved growing up and combined into something edible and that was just really fun for me that's awesome did you now I know you went to school for this when where did that fit in uh yes yeah, so you know the first couple of years I taught myself like most people do and then I decided that I needed to get a job working in a bakery so I worked at you know Harmon's grocery store that was local and I did that for about eight months and then I got a job at a cupcake shop and that was at the time that Cupcake Wars was like really big and I really wanted to work at this cupcake shop that had one Cupcake Wars. So I got the job there and you know it, that was for about a year and then when that cupcake shop decided that they wanted to close down because business was doing too well and the owner decided that she didn't want to do it anymore, she was just kind of tired of it. 
she gave us only a two-week notice, and it's like all of this hard work to finally become a cake decorator because it's a very competitive field. It's very hard to become a cake decorator. Um, I had just barely been promoted when they decided to close down, so I was just devastated. Oh, and yeah, and I didn't know where to go from there. And so, you know, they gave us a two-week notice, and the day after they told us that they were going to close down the shop, I decided I just needed to buckle down and find something else to do. And, you know, this is kind of a watered-down version, but basically I had heard about a cake school in Canada. So I just Googled Cake School Canada, and I it took me a while to find it, but I found uh, it was called Bonnie Gordon College of Confectionery Arts, and it's a four-month uh, diploma program to learn advanced cake design, and you also learn baking while you do it. And so I just kind of dropped everything, and I took off to Canada, and I went to this cake college for four months and I was you know I was married at the time and I left my husband behind I just said hey listen I want to go do this and he didn't even question it he just let me go and so I took off and it was just an amazing experience learning in Toronto Um, I don't know if you know this but Canada and Australia are the lead cake decorators in the world so I was able to go to this school and I learned from some of the best in the industry in that area and you know some top names I didn't even realize who I was learning from at the time looking back I'm like oh that teacher was a lot more of a big deal than I even realized but we had a lot of <laughs> yeah we had a lot of like rotating instructors and they would just bring in all these people who specialize in certain aspects of cake design and they would teach us their specialty and it was just an amazing experience to you know, to go to this school and I came back and I just, I've been taking so many classes ever since I've, I've been obsessed with taking cake classes and I've just, you know, hit the ground running, started my own business and just doing as many cakes and different kinds of projects as possible. Yeah. You do have a lot of variety on your Instagram. So you must have, you must have learned a lot of different things because you can tell you've got a wide variety of techniques and abilities. So that's, that's impressive. Thank you. Yeah. So it was a confectionery art diploma and we learned all these different sugar mediums. So, you know, we did a week of chocolate work. We did isomalt classes. We did sugar flowers. We learned how to bake a lot of things from scratch, including pastries and cakes, and, you know, came home with a bunch of recipes. It's awesome. And yeah, we just, we learned all of these different mediums, painting on cakes, just pretty much everything you can imagine. And we even had exams in that uh, school and they would literally cut into our cakes and look at it and they'd be like, okay, like you're, you have inconsistent cake layers like they would want everything to be absolutely perfect and you know when I worked in all these different bakeries and when I was self-taught it's like I did learn kind of a variety to start with but going to the school just really took everything I already knew the background I knew and just really refined my skills that I was just barely starting to develop and so you know coming back home I've just been practicing and I really do pride myself on uh, being a jack of all trades. That's awesome. You you sound yeah. like you're ready for the Great British Baking Show or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I did recently compete on Food Network on Santa's Baking Blizzard a couple months ago. Oh, cool. And that was 
That was my first experience uh, competing, and I definitely want to do that a lot more. It was just a really awesome experience. It was also very exhausting, uh, but it was just, it's something that I immediately got addicted to, and I, I want to try more competition. So I'm keeping my eyes out right now. Awesome. Cool. Did you see on our Instagram, we have something on there for you to look at that actually happens in Canada. So <laughs> the big bang. Yes, I'm, I'm looking into it. You have to have a team of three. So I have to find two other people who are willing to sign up together. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> but yeah, do I, well I've seen it. that one. Cool. Thank you. So you mentioned all these sugar art mediums. Which one is your favorite to work with? Oh, geez. Uh, that's kind of hard to say. It really just depends on the project. I am very addicted to using isomalt in a lot of my projects. I, I just love isomalt. And so I always try to look for ways to incorporate it because it's not something you see on cakes very often. Um, I do love fondant. I, I do a lot of buttercream cakes with fondant decorations, and I do love what you can do with fondant. But you know, I just, I keep everything on hand. I always have a large supply of chocolate and isomalt and fondant and, you know, even modeling chocolate, just all of these different supplies. And I, I am a procrastinator. So I always decorate my cakes last minute. That's why I have to keep everything on hand because I don't plan for my designs. And I just kind of create in the moment. And I absolutely love doing that. Do most, um, do most of your yeah. customers let you do that? Do they give you creative freedom? Uh, yes, depending on the theme, I, you know, if it's a theme that I don't really care about, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, another Minecraft cake, whatever, you know, I don't care too much about the design myself. So I'll just kind of do a design I've already done, or, you know, I tend to copy a little bit of what's already been done. But especially when it's something that excites me, just right off the bat, we'll say, hey, just give her creative freedom. Um, you know, give me creative freedom. Sorry, my sister answers my emails for me. So she does that a lot. She says, just give Emily creative freedom. And, you know, she'll just figure it out. And most of the time lately, they've been saying yes, because the more I develop my portfolio, the more that people have been trusting me to just create what comes to mind. Interesting. So it sounds yeah. like you two, you and your sister are kind of working together or does she just respond to emails? How does that work for you guys? Uh, she kind of just helps me with a lot of different things. Um, she's my taste tester. She makes sure I get fed. She gets me drinks on a daily basis. Uh, she has to deliver cakes for me sometimes. She's my cheerleader. Every single cake I do because she answers my emails and she knows all these orders that come in. Um, every single cake if I don't send her the image immediately, she'll be like, why haven't you sent me the picture of this cake? I want to see what, how, how it turned out. And she's just my biggest cheerleader. She does so much for me. Um, awesome. But kind of more in the background. Yeah. I, she's not a cake decorator. I liked uh, <laughs> I liked what you said. She makes sure you get fed. <laughs> any, any of us that are in yes. the kitchen all the time know that's one of the first things to go. And you'll realize at the end of a long day that you've had nothing to eat. And that's why you're kind of grouchy and tired and low energy yes. and <laughs> so that's yeah good. we exactly. all need someone to force feed us <laughs> yes yes we do <laughs> I seriously love that hearing that you have someone in the background that is there to support you and to help you honestly that's so important luckily I get to work with my mom and we encourage each other and we do it together 
But when you are just a one person show, you really do need that person that is there supporting you and encouraging you. So good on your sister. That's great to have that person. Yes, she's a blessing. You said she was your taste tester too. Is that because of your food allergies? Uh, Yes, actually. So I have about 20 food allergies, give or take. I just got retested, so I don't have an exact number. Before I got tested just a couple months ago, it was 19 food allergies. Um, I haven't recounted because I grew out of some of them, but I've also added quite a few. So I think at this point we're at over 20 food allergies. Um, And that's very difficult, you know, being in the food industry to not be able to eat food. So, you know, I've tried some of my recipes, but I would say maybe about half, maybe just under half of my recipes I've never tried before because it's something that I'm allergic to and I don't dare eat it. Uh, I can touch, you know, like I'm allergic to peanuts and tree nuts. Uh, That's a pretty common one. But unlike what people believe, like, oh, no, you can't even be in the same room as it. That's it's not that extreme. Um, I can still touch these things. I can still be around it. I can still provide these flavors for my clients. I just can't eat it. I can't digest it. Otherwise, you know, I have an allergic reaction to it. Um, So I have my sister. I have my family too, but my sister especially, uh, she is my taste tester, my professional taste tester. So she samples all of my cakes anytime I tweak my recipes. And over the years, I've been training her to have more of a refined taste palette because she'll be like, oh, this is a really good cake. And I'm like, no, this is dry. Don't you notice this and this and this? And, you know, I've just been, it's, it's taken a long time, but she has been able to tell me, you know, what I need to tweak. And it's just, it's been worth the time and she loves it. She loves cake. So she's not complaining by any means. That's good. But that is kind of sad for you. (laughs) Yes. That's okay. I mean, like, I'm also a picky eater. I am not allergic to fruit, but I hate fruit, like, so much. (laughs) Uh, So that's just, like, another problem. Like, I don't want to sample any fruit cakes. um, They're nasty to me, but (laughs) just, just give me a good old chocolate. I'll be happy. You're not allergic to chocolate, then? I'm allergic to things in chocolate, uh, like milk. Milk is often in chocolate. Um, also, sometimes it has soy. Sometimes it has other things in it that I technically shouldn't be having, but it's not enough to bother me. I do cheat a lot with my allergies, but I know which ones to avoid completely. Right. Yeah. Whew. Mm-hmm. That would be rough if you could have yeah. no chocolate ever. <laughs> oh, I would cry. That would be a sad life. <laughs> Okay, so as far as starting out, you mentioned you went to culinary school and then you started your business. So what year did you start your business? It was uh, 2015. So almost exactly five years ago, just over five years ago, was when the bakery One Sweet Slice that I worked at decided to close their doors. And in less than four months from the time that they told us that they were going to close down to the time that I was sitting in my classroom was Yeah, less than four months. Uh, So it was a very quick, impulsive decision. And that was May 2015. And then I came back at the very beginning of September 2015. And I immediately announced my business name. And that's when I officially, I would say, got started. Awesome. What steps did you take to start your business? Oh, man. I mean, there's so many things that you have to do. It's been a very slow process because just all the finances that goes into running a cake business, like nobody had just, especially 
non-cake decorators have no idea how much money you truly have to put into this business. It's, it's just, it has extremely high overhead. So that's something that I've had to work on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's just, it's a very slow process. So during, during the, the first year or couple of years, Mm -hmm. you were just building up supplies and inventory and all the things you needed to, to run your business. Uh, yeah. So the, I was, I think it was the first year and a half I worked a full-time job and I was doing cakes on the side, trying to build up clientele, trying to build up my social media, doing style shoots, you know, mm-hmm. everything that we have to do, all the hustle. But I was working this full-time job at the same time. And luckily it was at an event venue. So that had its benefits. I was able to find some clients who are, you know, clients at the venue. So that helped out. Um, and I, yeah, it's just, it's, there's just so many things that you have to do. Probably ended up buying a lot of things as you had orders for things. And I mean, that's how, exactly that's how it works a lot. I think for those of us that do this is you, you get an order for something. And so you make sure you have everything and then you have that for the next project like that. And it's, yes, it's definitely a process. Uh, luckily the bakery I worked at when they closed down, they, she kind of felt bad for uh, a few of us who were, you know, cake decorators. And so she actually let us go through her supplies. Um, and then she just said, Hey, get, you know, just make me an offer for all of the supplies that you're taking home. And I actually gave her, you know, an offer and she was like, no, it's okay. You know, and she uh, lowered the amount that she was, that I was going to pay her. So I think I ended up paying like $500 for several thousands of dollars worth of cake supplies and tools. Nice. And yeah, it was just very beneficial. I mean, one of the things that I absolutely had to have was all her extra KitchenAid bowls. And that's something that I will never regret doing. Um, so that really helped out right at the beginning. Even before I left for school, I had all of this, all these tools already built up. And then, yeah, for the next several years, it's like every single order that you get, you reinvest that money back into your business and you buy the next thing on your list that you really want to, uh, to have as well. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So as far as your kitchen, what kind of kitchen do you have? A cottage kitchen, storefront? Uh, yeah, so I just have a home kitchen. It's, I live with my parents. I moved back in with my parents about two years ago and my dad used to flip houses. So he, They built a house, and when we moved in, he immediately started working on the basement, and he built a basement apartment for my husband and me, and he customized a kitchen space. So it is my, you know, like it's my own separate kitchen, uh, but it's also like my home kitchen, but I don't have to share it with anyone other than my husband. So that's really nice. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's a home kitchen that is mostly built for this business. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you've invested in tools and products over the years. What can't you live without? <laughs> Sounds like your KitchenAid bowls are a pretty big, a big thing, but what else can you not live without? Oh yes. Those KitchenAid bowls, I'm telling you, those are absolutely worth it. Um, another thing that I can't live without is all my different painting mediums. I absolutely love painting. So that's something I didn't realize until I started doing cakes so often and I love, I have a full collection of the Sweet Sticks edible art paints. Okay. I love those so much. Um, 
and then also my airbrush. I love my airbrush. And really it's because I'm lazy and I really hate using edible images. And again, because I'm a procrastinator and I don't want to, you know, like edible images require a lot of planning. You have to go and get the edible image printed off early. And that's just something that I never really enjoyed doing. I don't like them. I don't like the work that goes into them. And so, you know, when I have a cake order where I need this edible image, instead I have painted everything from, you know, hand painted everything, freehanded it mostly. And it's really pushed that, you know, that artistic skill. And so I absolutely love using my airbrush and my sweet sticks on a lot of my projects. Now it's kind of my go-to. Cool. Yeah, that that that's where the artist, part of where the artist comes in. There's lots of ways that the artistry comes through in in cakes, but that's cool that you're yes. that you're good at that and have found ways to to demonstrate that. And I don't know about you, but sometimes those edible images we've used those before, and sometimes they don't print off very beautifully. They look kind of, you know, yes. And, and then you've <laughs> invested in it, and it's not perfect. And I don't know. Sometimes sometimes they're not. They're sort of hit and miss. Well, if you're not using the printer regularly, then it gets easily jammed with the, uh, you know, the printer ink, the edible printer ink. But then if you go somewhere else, like to a bakery or, you know, a supply shop and you have it then printed off, then you run into a lot of issues that way, too. Either the black is not truly black. It's like a weird color, like a brown or it's streaky images, or, you know, it just doesn't come out the way you want, and you're paying like eight to 10 bucks for that one single image. I just, I'd rather just spend an hour painting things from scratch and, you know, putting that on the cake. Yeah. Yeah, And then it's your own artwork. So even better. Yeah. (laughs) So you've been doing social media for a long time. What, what little tips and tricks have you learned with your social media? Oh, geez. Uh, to get started, I would say um, I, I initially started with, okay, I just want to worry about quantity. And so I challenged myself to post every single day on social media. And that really pushed me as a content creator to get creative with my posts so that I could start posting every single day. So You know, you can do like a faraway shot of your cake and then you can do like a nice little detail shot and that gives you two photos to use back to back. Um, And, you know, maybe you could just do like a quick video of you going over the details of the cake. There's just so many different things that you can do. And so I initially just started with quantity. I just need to push myself to take a million photos and get creative with it and just post as regular as possible. And then over time, I started worrying more about the quality. Okay, you know, maybe these photos are not as great as I thought they were initially. Maybe I need to focus more on quality. And so you just kind of have to slowly build up. You're not going to have everything perfect right from the beginning. And that stops a lot of people from just putting themselves out there because they're like, well, it's not perfect. Um, You just got to do it. You just got to focus on one thing at a time. And then the quality will come later. And okay. I I also study my analytics a lot. I always look at the numbers and, you know, I just I'm very aware of what's happening on my social media. Yeah. Isn't that such a nice tool behind the scenes, the analytics, the insights on Instagram? So, yeah, we love those, too. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. It's uh, it's almost an obsession. I definitely love the social media marketing aspect of running a business. Yes, for sure. Well, I've heard my mom mention she owned her own cake business when I was just a little girl, but nice. she only had to have her name in the phone book, and that's how people found her. <laughs> but now social media is so vital and necessary. It's, it's a necessary. whole new world. <laughs> yes, it is. It's And it's so new that it's everyone's still trying to figure it out, and I, there's not one right way to do it. You just have to kind of figure out what works for you for your business. Exactly. So you were talking about taking photos. Do you take all of your own photos then? Uh, for the most part. So my most of my photos are just with my phone. I do pay for a nicer phone to be able to have the, my camera on me at all times versus I, I still have not invested in like a nice, nice camera. So I just use my phone for almost all my photos. And then I have a photo booth set up in this new kitchen space that I have. I specifically wanted a photo booth. So, you know, I have like a nice white background. I have a white shelf that I can put my cakes on. We put in really nice lighting, can lighting in the ceilings so that, you know, it's a more of a blue light versus a warm light, which I think looks better with food shots. And, you know, just it's a nice little setup now that I am able to do that. I can just quickly throw my cake on the shelf I take my photos, maybe I take, you know, I'll grab a couple of my cakes that are about to go out the door and I'll take a group shot of them. I love doing that. Um, and that's something that I'm just, you know, it's a new space. So I'm still playing around with all the different fun shots I can do now with that photo booth. And yeah, so for the most part, they're, they're mostly my photos, but I do get a lot of photos back from people, maybe like at the parties or, you know, weddings, especially the photographers will send me their professional photos and people sometimes ask me like, okay, you know, you're going to post this, right? Like they want to see it up on my Instagram. So it's, it's nice when I get those nice photos back. Yeah, for sure. Do you do a lot of styled shoots? Uh, Yes, I do. I, I absolutely love doing those. I think they're really good for your business. It's a great way to collaborate with other local vendors and also just get to know them and network with them. I like to, you know, I like to do the style shoots and then I'll bring the cake and I, I try to stay at the shoots and I'll help them with anything, you know, just like picking up the dress or, you know, transitioning from one shot to another. And I just, I love being in that environment. And then I either let them keep the cake and let all the vendors that are there eat it if it's a real cake or I like to bring cupcakes on the side if it's a dummy cake and I'll just let them eat that and it's just that's how I've gotten a lot of my clients by other vendors recommending me because oh hey I did a style shit with her and her cakes are really good and so if you're looking for a cake person here's someone that I've worked with before so it's my preferred way to network they probably want to call you for the style shoots too if they know they're going to get some cake out of it (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) yeah I love what you just said about building relationships and being there during the styled shoots because I feel like a lot of the times you can just drop the cake off and leave but it really is so important to build those relationships which then in the end get you more clients and just help you in the long Mm -hmm. run It's amazing how many relationships there actually are to build in an industry where we're working pretty much by ourselves. (laughs) So Yeah, definitely. And even networking, like I host monthly dinners with a lot of the local cake decorators and 
even networking with other people in this industry, it's extremely important. And you're just, you're helping everyone because we all need support, especially in the cake industry, because it can be very lonely when you're just working in a kitchen by yourself and you don't know, you, you know, you don't know who to turn to to figure out your pricing or your flavor list or your contract. Like there's just so many questions that pop up and there's no good guide and there's not one right way to do it. So networking with other cake decorators and learning how they do things and letting them know how I do things, you know, that it, it's really awesome to build client or build relationships that way too. And I've gotten a lot of clients from other cake decorators who say, Hey, I really trust this cake decorator. You know, I can't do this order, but you should go to this other cake decorator. Yeah, it, it really is true. There's a lot to be gained by, by working together and instead of being competitive, being supportive of each other. Exactly. It only benefits everybody when you're supportive and, you know, nice to each other and get to know each other. Yeah, for sure. So on a lighter note, lighter only in <laughs> hindsight, <laughs> have you okay. had any like cake disasters or funny stories about <sighs> catastrophes with cake that you've had to recover from? And when I say lighter note, it's only lighter after some time <laughs> has passed and you can look back on it. <laughs> when you stop crying, yes. And you're like, well, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've had a few, quite a few cake disasters when I, I, I've been doing this nine and a half years and, you know, working in bakeries and doing this on my own, like if a mishap hasn't happened to you at least once, are you truly a cake decorator yet? <laughs> um, you just, you just have to know that things are going to happen and you have to know like how you're going to react to that. And uh, so I'm just trying to think I've had a couple cakes fall over on me and uh, not my, all my fault. Things just happen. But uh, one of them was I had a three tiered wedding cake and it was a very, I do tall, skinny cakes. That's my specialty. Uh -huh. And this was as tall and skinny as it gets. So it was a three tiered cake, a four inch, a six inch and an eight inch round. And it was about a foot and a half tall. Uh, so it was very, very tall. Um, anyway, so I was, I went to go deliver on a very hot day and I was driving up the canyon, of course, to deliver this cake. And so I was driving uphill and I was driving back and forth. There's a lot of turns going up the canyon. And four minutes before I hit that venue, I took a, a turn too sharp. So already the cake is tilted backwards, but then taking a sharp turn, it just, the whole cake fell over. Oh my and goodness. It was still all in one piece because I had that center dowel going through. I had all the straws. So it was like, you know, it was like skewered altogether. It was still one piece, but it was just destroyed. And of course, all three tiers are chocolate cake. So you've got chocolate crumbs everywhere in this nice white buttercream. And the top half of the top tier just completely came off. And it also had hand piped red roses, buttercream red roses and uh, green buttercream leaves. So of course, red and green, like terrible colors to get mixed into your white buttercream as well. Oh, it's, <laughs> so, like, it's like a crime scene. <laughs> exactly. It, it, the pictures, I have pictures. It's pretty awful and just terrifying. But, you know, I, I heard the cake tip over. I had it in a box. It tipped over and I'm like, oh no, are you kidding me? Four minutes before I get to the venue. So I, I hopped out. I I went to the back and this cake was just a disaster. And so I picked it up, went to go set it back down standing up. And I was like, why did I just do that? 
I still have four, you know, I still have a little bit way of a ways to go before I get to the venue. I should have just left it. It's just going to tip over again. So jumped back in the car, I have buttercream all over me. I drive the rest of the way to the venue. Of course it tipped over again. So I picked it back up for a second time. I set it on the cake board and I was able to carry it all in one piece inside. And I just went into the kitchen and I'm like, Hey, do you guys have a space? I can work on this. The cake fell over on the way up. So they gave me a walk-in fridge. I set the cake in there. I didn't have self or I didn't have cell service up there, so I had to go find a venue phone to be able to call my mom. Because again, I live with my parents, so I called my mom and I'm like, "Mom, the cake fell over that I was delivering. Are you busy? Can you please bring me my supplies?" Like I had a cake repair toolkit, but it did not have everything necessary to fix this disaster. Mm-hmm. So. I, I gave her a huge list of things. I'm like, grab the rest of my buttercream, grab my turntable, grab, you know, paper towels, like grab all of this stuff. I gave her a huge list and I was like, okay, but you can't call me back. My cell phone doesn't work up here. So hopefully you got everything. Hopefully you know where you're going. I'll see you in a little bit. So, you know, hung up with her, went back to the, to the walk-in fridge and I took the, my repair kit that I had and I just started scraping all of the chocolate cake, all of the buttercream, just all, just scraping away as much as I could. And, you know, it's about a 45-minute drive for my mom to get there to that venue. So I knew I had time, and I just I did as much as I could. And I was like, okay, I need to get red roses on this cake. The bride's name was Rose. And so it was very important to have roses on the cake. Oh. So... <laughs> So I drove back down the canyon. I found a local grocery store. I I bought flowers, bought myself a soda. And I just, the whole time I was very (laughs) calm about it. And I'm like, whatever it is, what it is. I, at this point, I just will plan on refunding the whole thing, but I'll see what I can do. So, you know, bought my soda, bought my, bought the roses. And I drove back up the canyon and waited for my mom to get there. And then she, (laughs) she just stood there and watched me fix this cake and here I am in a fridge and the buttercream is solidifying. I'm trying to get buttercream back on the cake. I'm trying to retexturize it. I'm trying to cover up everything. I'm trying to fix this, this disaster. And the buttercream starts solidifying too much. So we're walking out in the heat of the summer and I'm like holding the buttercream in the sun. I mean, it's so hot. And I was just kneading the buttercream in the bag and just trying to warm it back up. And then I'm running back inside because they only had a microwave like upstairs. Like it was just a disaster. But oh. it, it took two hours and I fixed that cake. And I stuck the flowers in it. I went and set it down on the table and I found the bride. The, the reception was just about to start. So I got it done just in time. And I went up to the bride and I'm like, hey, just to let you know, your wedding cake fell over. And she immediately freaks out. And I'm like, don't worry. It's okay. Like, it's done. It's fixed. So, you know, just give me a call afterwards. And we'll, you know, we can talk about doing maybe a partial refund or something. But your cake is fine. It's set up. You can go take a look at it. And I just left. I was so tired. I didn't care. I just left. (laughs) And she texted me that night and she said, the cake looks beautiful. No refund necessary. So I was able to save that disaster. Wow. Very proud of that one. Uh, But yeah, like something that I kind of throwing in there, something that I recommend doing is if you have a cake disaster, make sure you just don't make it a big thing right then in the moment. It is their wedding day. They have a lot going on. I just recommend telling them, hey, listen, 
yes, something happened to your cake. Why don't you call me at your convenience after the wedding and we can discuss what you would like to do about this. Like, you know, we can discuss a partial refund, full refund, whatever, but just tell them, you know what, we will resolve this later. You enjoy the rest of your wedding day. And that seems to be a great way. Unfortunately, I've had to use that a couple times, but it's just a great way to de-escalate the situation and, you know, give yourself some time to think about what you want to do, give them some time as well to calm down, and then you can resolve those issues later. That's really good advice. And I feel like giving you a standing yeah. ovation for the way you handled that. <laughs> there yes, is I, nothing, uh... There's nothing like some of these canyons and these steep hills to, to cause a cake decorator's heart to go oh, crazy. Oh, man. Cause... And then in the Utah oh. summer heat, oh, that is rough. Oh, it's so bad. 45 minutes in my car. I've learned I now have an insulated box, not just a regular box. And that really helps to keep your cake uh, cold for, you know, a little bit longer. That's yeah. good. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> well, good on you for handling that Thank situation. You. <laughs> I can only imagine. When stuff gets hard, I get red in the face, flustered, just like about to cry. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, good, man. Good yeah. Job. I, I, uh, I, my sister tells me all the time, I stress over things that don't need to be stressed about. You know, like nothing will be happening. I'll be having like a very chill day and I'll just have like a meltdown because I'm not doing enough with my time or I'm stressing over stupid little things. But when these disasters happen or I'm right on the line and I, ha I have like, you know, three cakes going out the door and I still need to finish all of them and I'm on such a strict deadline, like I just, I, I, I handle the situations very well. And my sister, every time she's like, I am so impressed by you. And I don't know what it is about those very high stress situations, but I just... I'm very level-headed, and I just, I handle it. And You're good in a crisis. <laughs> very good in a crisis, yes. But then I'll cry over simple things like, oh, no, this one little thing. I can't believe it. And then anxiety for days. So it does not make sense. Oh, well, I, I guess probably if I had to choose, I'd say it's it's good to be good in the crisis situation. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> So I noticed on your Instagram, it looks like you're starting to create some merchandise. Yes. Um, you know, I always have so many different projects going on. I, I love decorating cakes for other people, but it's not something I want to do forever. I want to kind of give myself a little bit more freedom. And I have been doing a lot of Instagram time-lapse videos and I mostly do these, you know, just on my own and I've had to invest in a lot of equipment and it takes a lot of time and energy to be able to make these videos. Some of them are cake orders. Some of them are just fun little projects that I want to record and it takes a lot of, it, it just takes a lot. So because I'm not getting paid for those, I thought a great way to, uh, for people to show their support for my business is to create merchandise and so I have, you know, I have a lot of different projects in the pipeline. I'm working with two different graphic designers trying to outsource that because I, I don't have time myself to make these designs, but I do have a lot of ideas. So yes, I'm, I'm creating merch. I just ordered a bunch of uh, merchandise to come in. I'm going to test the product. And right now we are remaking my website. My brother uh, is a, he's a computer programmer. So he's remaking my website yet again and adding the merchandise in there. So that's, Hopefully people can buy some of that stuff and show support for all the content that I provide for them and all the tips and tricks that I, you know, 
give to people through those videos as well. And yeah, just really excited about launching that. That's I've been great. wanting to do it for a long time, but one, you know, one thing at a time. I'm, I'm just excited that it's about ready to launch. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, everyone should go check out her Instagram and website and look at all of the fun merchandise she's launched because we love it. I think it's so fun. We, we yes. all love cake, so let's get some cake t-shirts or something. <laughs> exactly. And there's going to be a lot of fun stuff, kind of more playful designs and, you know, maybe some other design. There's it, there's a lot of things. Just wait till you see it. There's I, I have so many designs. I think I have 50 designs written down in my idea notebook. So it's just a matter of time. I'll just keep launching them and just keep working with these designers to just you know, provide more merchandise. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some of your story with us and some of your experiences. And we be sure to go to Sugar Rush and follow her on Instagram and keep your eyes open for all the the good content and the and the good cakes she does. I mean, honestly, (laughs) there's just you'll be inspired. She's she's fun to watch and see the things she's doing. And so talented. But yeah, we're thank just you. so appreciative of having you on. And thank you so much, Emily. Yes, thank you guys so much. And that's uh, sugarrush.ut on Instagram. I'm also starting a YouTube channel. And that's taking a little bit longer to launch. But once I get that YouTube channel going, there's just so many different ideas I have for that as well. So you can find me on YouTube under my sugar rush. And, you know, just look forward to all the content that I will be providing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good day. Wasn't that great? Emerly is so much fun, and we hope that you'll go follow her and see all of her great work, and her YouTube channel sounds amazing. I'm excited to watch some of her time-lapse videos and, and learn from her, because she's really great. Um, we were talking about what we could do this week for our challenge, and... I think a good thing to do would be to practice being level-headed and calm. Yeah, just like Emerly was with that awful delivery. Poor poor girl. Well, with her telling that story, my heart was just breaking. But also, it was inspiring just to hear how level-headed she was and how she handled the situation. And I think we all can handle life situations and our kitchen situations better. Yeah. If we can all learn to be a little bit more level-headed and calm in a crisis, I, obviously it will help our businesses as well as probably our lives. And so for this week, let's just all take the opportunity throughout the week. If something happens that feels like a crisis or that is hard or that you would normally get upset or snap at, let's all just learn to take a deep breath and practice keeping our cool and being as level-headed as possible because that is a life skill that is good for all of us to improve on. Absolutely. And I love what Emily said. She went down and bought some new roses, but she also got a soda. And sometimes we just need to take a second and do something that we love, whether it's getting a soda or eating a treat, whatever it may be. A little (laughs) self-care. A little self-care can help us keep our cool. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I think the reason that we snap is because we it's been building and building and building and if a little earlier we would have taken a little bit of a break and a breather we we would never have reached that level of crisis mode so so let's just practice some of those tips and take care of ourselves and work really hard this week at just being calm absolutely 
But next week, you do not want to miss it because we will be talking to Pete from The Mighty Baker. And he has a very interesting story from being a Food Network star. He's got quite a resume. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then also he just opened something new that you will definitely not want to miss and see what, see what it is. Yeah. So join us next week when we talk to Pete at The Mighty Baker. Thank you so much for listening this week and for joining us and for comments and for subscribing and all of those good things. It's so nice to spend this time with you each week and to strengthen the, the cake community. So thank you so much. And thanks too to our producer, Corey. And we'll talk to you next week. Hey everyone, this is producer Corey. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Also subscribe to the podcast and follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on any content. If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next Tuesday.